Welcome to tonight's Williams and Bloom podcast. Uh, maybe we are going to call it the quarantine podcast tonight. It's a Sunday night. Uh, we are starting this at about 8.30, halftime of the Vikings game. Um, following Iowa State's real, um, I don't know, piss pounding of Texas Tech. Can I say that? I was going to say sound. Okay. Sound defeat. That's the difference between you and me. <laughs> uh, we, <laughs> He's Brent Bloom. I'm Chris Williams, and we are presented, as always, by our friends at Mechdyne. Uh, go to mechdyne.com. Check it out. Uh, they, I'm so proud that we get to be associated with this great company. I feel very uh, honored and lucky to be doing so that they would choose to sponsor our podcast. Really great people, great Iowa Staters who have um, turned – a vision, um, a small company into a worldwide deal. It's pretty incredible. Go to MacDine.com for all of your audio, visual, all that stuff. And they've got a great thing. I've told you about it the last couple of weeks, but they are doing a uh, a deal for, for teachers, basically. Uh, not necessarily teachers, but the education system where uh, one of the cool things about MacDine is they've got these great technical support teams and they've recognized a major shortage in IT support for schools. You can go to MacDyne.com and click on new e-learning support. There's a learn more button and it tells you all about that. If you are a school administrator or a teacher, maybe you want to run this up the ladder, that would be awesome. All right, um, Bloom, first of all, we will get into Iowa State beating uh, Texas Tech 31 to 15. But you were telling me, and I, I've been in dad mode all day. I really have not had – I haven't even gotten to finish my column from Saturday night. It's been a day. Um, Baylor is being shut down. Yeah. That's being prolonged. This is breaking news on a Sunday night. Yeah, so I was literally putting my two-year-old to sleep, and I got an email from the Big 12 Conference, and here's what it says. The Big 12 Conference announces the postponement of the Saturday, October 17th, Oklahoma State at Baylor game. Upon the recommendation of medical advisors, Baylor suspending football operations temporarily after after multiple positive COVID-19 test results. The game has been rescheduled for Saturday, December 12th. The Dr. Pepper Big 12 Championship game remains tentatively scheduled for the 12th or the 19th, pending game results needed to determine the championship game participants. So, multiple layers of effect on Iowa State with that announcement. Yeah, so uh, obviously Oklahoma State is Iowa State's next opponent in that that game. I mean, it shouldn't impact that game no. at all. Other than Oklahoma State is going to be undefeated and in the top 10 when those two teams meet. Which I, I, I don't know. I guess that's good. I'm good with that. Um, but it does, you know, it just it feels like we get rolling a little bit with this COVID stuff and then somebody just, you know, throws a glass of water in your face every now and then. Last week was not a great week for the Big 12. Les Miles gets COVID. Which you have, you said two people, you you said two people in this whole crisis would get COVID. You said I would, meaning yourself. <laughs> and you said at some point, Les Miles would not control things very well. You are Nostradamus. Uh, I, I did not take any pride in the the second prediction coming no. true. I knew I would get it just because of my lack of an immune system, apparently. Um, the Miles deal, whatever. Like It, it sounds like he's doing better. It sounds like he, he had a Twitter announcement today. And he said he was feeling yeah. well and he no. was doing Zoom calls. I don't need to make... I, we hope less is, yeah. is okay. No more commentary on that is necessary. You can go back and listen to previous podcasts. Um, 
So, I don't know. Let's say this is where it could get sticky, though, if Oklahoma State is a contender, which I'm guessing they will be. I think they're a factor some way or somehow here. So, they're going to need to get all of their games in. Right. So, we're looking at a probably a Big 12 championship game on the 19th. But it also is concerning now. If that's the only flexible date that Oklahoma State and Baylor have left, if Oklahoma State gets another game postponed, where do they go now? I mean, you start to run out of wiggle room really quick. And the Big 12 has been good so far. But if Baylor can't figure their stuff out, and if you're shutting down a facility, and as the wording said, multiple COVID-19 test results, which I interpret as meaning not just like multiple individuals testing positive, but multiple batches of positive results. You've seen it now with the Titans that they, this has been an ongoing thing. You saw with the Marlins and the Cardinals. It can be tough to stop this thing. And so we'll see where it goes from here. And that's why throughout this whole process, all it takes is yeah. that thing getting in your locker room and it, it, God, it, it, spreads, it can spreads like crazy. And so it's just like, Gosh, you want to be optimistic about how this thing is trending uh, as far as Iowa State's football season, but this it at least gives you a little pause of, man, it can, like that, it can change in a hurry. Yeah, no doubt about that. And I, I've been watching this NFL thing, too, and it's just like they're going to have to go to a longer schedule, you would about think. The NFL. Yeah. Right. But the the Big 12, you know, they, really they gave themselves one week. Yeah. I don't know how how far you could push it because then you start bumping up against. Uh, I mean, the ideally, and I see great problems that come with this, but you just play Iowa State, Oklahoma State this Saturday. Yeah, if you could figure that out, absolutely. But like with TV There's, and traveling nope, and like possible. the logistics of pulling that around in five days, especially like from a scouting standpoint, like these. Could you imagine? Uh, calling Matt Campbell and be like, hey, uh, <laughs> coach, we're moving the Oklahoma State game up seven days. That guy doesn't like changes three months out. I can't imagine four days out. Wow. Okay. I don't um, know. I mean, it, but it, it, from the game itself, okay, let's – obviously COVID has long-term implications for, you know, if the season continues to go as planned. But for the game itself – I'm not sure it's really an advantage or a disadvantage for Iowa State here. Now, because you're I looking at it, Oklahoma State is going to be three weeks between games, which is a significant amount of time. Um, if anything, I would say that's an advantage for Iowa State. I would think so, because it's, you know, they'll be healthy. Sanders is going to be back by then, you'd think. They may not, even, who knows? I mean, maybe Illingworth is the better quarterback anyway. But uh, Iowa State, you know, was planning on the schedule anyway, and. Yeah, I think two weeks is a long time between games. I think three weeks is you start to get a little rusty, potentially. So, Yeah, from that standpoint, I think, if anything, it probably favors Iowa State. Um, anyways, we got a game to talk about from last night. Right. Quick shout-out before we do so to our friends at the Franklin Barbershop. This beard's getting out of control. Gotta, are you going to keep... Keep letting I go. asked. I asked Hogan. I said, "Should I just like because I've read like when you're growing a beard, just don't tend to it at all. Let it get to a certain point, and then then you go in and trim it up." He's like, "No, you got to keep it. You got to keep it nice." Oh. That was. I mean, and, I mean, Hogan's like a veteran barber. It's this is basically like Dabo Sweeney of barbers. 
in Des Moines. <laughs> sure, he'd appreciate that. Comparison. You know, because he's younger, but he's had the success. He's been around a while, right? Yeah, he's still been around a while. But anyways, I like that. Um, we got to give a shout out to them. Uh, the Franklin Barbershop. What's cool about it now? You just go to franklinbarbershop.com, and they're taking appointments. Actually, I'm looking seventy five reviews, all five stars. Not surprising. Yeah, but they've got their prices on there. Uh, you can pick which which guy you want to go to. I might, um, I'm I'm going to hit them up this week. Yeah, and then it's it's actually kind of neat because then you you plug in like your contact stuff, and if you have like a calendar on your phone, which I'm guessing everybody listening does. The, the appointment goes straight right. to your phone. Right. It's pretty sweet. And you get there, it's quick. Like You can yeah. you can be there as long as you want, or it, it, you can be done in 15 minutes. Too. And you never know what kind of a flick we're going to be watching. That's right. FranklinBarbershop.com. They are located in Beaverdale. Um, okay, Iowa State really um, manhandles Texas Tech in a game. I thought Jack Whitford said it well. On uh, He was dropping me off uh, my in-laws last night after the show. And he was like, that was the most Campbell game ever. Yeah. He goes, we should have won that game like 49 to three, but somehow it was 31 to 15. True. And yeah. You could take that as a, as a slight towards Matt Campbell. It's, but that is, if you guys have listened to Matt, um, I, I think there's the two best ways to get insight into this guy are the coaches shows on Monday night, the Learfield ones, especially this year when he's not like on site at Applebee's and people aren't, he's just sitting there on his cell phone yeah. in his office. Yeah. He's been awesome. He's been really open on those. On, yeah. on that show this year. Yep. Way better than he is with like the media on Tuesdays in those podcasts that I do with him in the off season. Like he, to sum it up, I mean, we basically go into like the offensive meeting room and then we just roll. Yep. And he just talks. Yep. And my, the point being Brent, uh, of course, Matt Campbell would rather win a game by 46 than 16, but that was the type of football game that he wants to play. Uh, he talked about it in his post-game press conference, complimentary football, and I think this is really the first time in the Campbell era, no disrespect to the great David Montgomery, who's being becoming a hell of a pro for the Chicago Bears, but this is the first time there's really a consistent running game to complement the defense. You can tell that he really likes this team's ability to do that that yeah. other teams didn't have. Yeah. It reminds me, this is a great quote from a couple of years back from our old friend Brett Bielema. When Arkansas beat, I think it was Texas, I believe it was in the Cotton Bowl like five or six years ago, and, and Bielema said after the game, you know, defeating Texas like that was borderline erotic. Was what, was what he said. But I actually remember. Remember that, that quote? quote? Yeah. I mean, it was just it just it was hilarious at the time, but I. Be taking it to Matt and that staff is this is what they've been building towards is that ability to just control the line of scrimmage and we're going to run it right at you and you're not going to be able to stop it. And if you try and stop it, we'll just go right over the top and beat you with our tight ends. Like it was and then on the defensive end, the defensive line controlled the game. Texas Tech came in with a really good ground game. They could do nothing. They could do absolutely nothing. And it was uh, it was beautiful. I mean, you take that that field goal block situation out of it. And that's a complete domination. At one point, the first downs were 29 to four. <laughs> and, and you can say, well, that, you, you know, outside of Kansas, I don't remember an Iowa state conference game being that completely one-sided outside of that tech game. The, the with Mahomes, Mahomes game, but that's, I mean, they really, that was a weather and Mahomes kind of got hurt and waved the white flag and, yeah. and all that. And it was the end of the year, but this was, 
a complete, not a you know team just giving up. I don't this know. This was Iowa State was just simply better everywhere. I don't know if they've even dominated those bad Kansas teams as badly as they did the first three quarters to I, Texas Tech I, yesterday. I don't think you can. And, and it was not weather. It was a perfect day. It was just like, our good It's just way better than you right now. And, and it could have been awesome. so much worse. Um, the oh, dropped sure. pick six, the blocked PAT, or the blocked field goal, I mean. Um, like, that really... I, I felt like at halftime, it was like a 42 to nothing type <laughs> game, even though it was... Two possessions, and then there was a point there in the in the second half where it's like, well, Tech could score here to make it a one score game. You're I know, like, really. Well, because I like, I think a lot of people watching was like, oh, this is great. They're going to get the Deckers kid in. Yep. Because Same. Brock Brock is one hit hit away right. from needing a backup, and then you're going to go to a guy, whoever it is, who's never played. Yep. So I I do think that that was a missed opportunity yesterday. But you can't, um, you can't, yeah, blame but like, but like possession game, like you were saying, like I kept thinking that, and then Tech got that garbage TD, and I right. was like, shit, yep, this is they're an onside kick away, and a they're you know, the, they're the Texas what yeah. Texas did to them, yeah, I thought the same thing, and then um, whatever, but the the point stands, um, these are kind of all from my column that's coming up tomorrow, but crossover Tech was over ten on third down, yep. 95 yards of total offense heading into the fourth quarter, which is insanity. And they came in it, with a top 20 offense. Like, this isn't at one not point, a bad offense. I, I, I don't know if the differential was ever worse than this, but at one point I checked, Tech had run 31 plays to Iowa State's 79. Yeah. yeah. The first down stat, like you gave, was insane. Um, and, you know, on the defense... It's another point I'm making in the column. The story from last week was the adjustments. They, I mean, it was vanilla ice cream, right? They didn't, they didn't do anything well, you special. Don't, you don't blitz tech because you can't get to them because it's yeah, and it still didn't. Man, they couldn't run the ball mm-hmm. even with that. It's, it's not just, like they were bringing pressure nope. and like and they weren't bringing run blitzes. It's no. just the fact that Iowa State's front three, with a help occasionally from a linebacker. Just, just you know, brick walled that tech offensive line, and that's a tech offensive line that has been putting up pretty good numbers. So again, it comes down to we said it right at the beginning of the year. This is the best Iowa State defensive line since 2005. I think it's probably better than that group even right now. Yeah, I mean, and uh, you want to get to the conversation on that, like depth wise, no question, no this doubt. one's better, no doubt. Where Jason Behrman, Brent Curvey. Was that Nick group? Leaders. Yeah, yep. and Sean Moorhead. Yep, maybe. Um, but depth-wise, there's no conversation. And if you can stop the run with three, four with a linebacker, you're going to have games like that. And that's what Iowa State did. It was just a complete. We've gotten to the point where you know, Iowa State was winning in a lot of close games. That was just a complete. We're better than you. Co- it was the Stansbury had a good column about that. Yeah. last night. Yep, he, I thought, it was I well thought he captured that well about how. Um, when you're good, you, you play more boring games. Correct. That was uh, I was on the one the other side of that in 2014 and 2015. Yes, like you just you're just not as good. The second half gets really boring, and you want to watch something else. That was those are the seasons when Iowa State would always go down and score a touchdown on like the first series, <laughs> and then once they couldn't script it out anymore, it was just all hell broke loose. Speaking of that, uh, Kansas State and Courtney Messingham, 
Um, I don't know geez, how they did it, but they, they did it. They beat TCU. I have not watched that game back yet. I did uh, reluctantly watch the Red River shootout second half in the four overtimes last night before I went to bed. What a goat rodeo that was. Uh, yeah, that was wild. We'll, we'll get to more Big 12 stuff. I wanted to uh, talk a little bit about Brees Hall. He now ranks Brent second nationally in rushing yards, second nationally in touchdowns by a running back. And he really got, I thought, robbed a couple times yesterday because they just, you know, in text credits, snuffed out the goal line type runs. But he very, he has eight touchdowns. He very easily could have had a four touchdown game yesterday. Yeah, Yeah. it's, it's crazy what he's doing. And it's, you know, he's, he's. You think Troy's okay with the 28 now? Somebody somebody called Troy. Probably not. No, I'm sure he's not. But I mean, it's neat though. I mean, if you look at Troy's sophomore year is when he really burst onto the scene. I think that was the year he set the Iowa State record for uh, season rushing touchdowns with like 19. And Brees is on pace to get there, uh, even in the shortened season. So he, he's he been incredible. And I thought his interview with Reggie Bush was awesome. That was really on, good. Uh, Fridays yeah. when they put that out, Fox um, did. Yeah, but great point. He, you know, and what, what Reggie highlighted, and, I, and it just didn't, doesn't dawn on you, is Brees' ability to really manipulate a defense just through his pace and his patience. And that's something we've talked about, and, and, and you have. Mm-hmm. Um, is David Montgomery is different, just more of a violent runner, mm-hmm. where Brees does it with, with vision and patience. And it's, it's fun to watch that he's been so productive, and he just, as more teams start to give him respect, it's going to open up more for Brock on that offense. And I thought uh, Xavier was had an awesome game again yesterday. He caught everything, and you can tell he's that the he's the best a, receiver right now. I think so. He's going to be a playmaker. Uh, already is. And so I think as he gets more comfortable, Kohler gets healthier. It was announced last week that he had hernia, hernia surgery, yes. which is why he was miss, missed the Louisiana game. has been slower to get going. As he gets healthier. Don't you love it how, like, four weeks after, Campbell yeah. will always be like, yeah, I mean, you know, he had a hernia surgery. And like, well, well we, we've asked you, like, 15 uh, times. I guess it technically is a lower body injury. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even care. Like my thing too. And I always fight with my brothers in the media and I, I love overwhelmingly all the guys who cover Iowa state, but like they get all pissed. Yeah. And I'm like, guys, like I get it. Like we have to keep asking, but like, I don't know what we're getting pissed about. Like it is what no coach in the country is open about. And if we want to change the rule, then that's a the different rule. conversation. The NFL has a rule. Yeah. You can't lie about and I, it. And I think that they probably are inching there with the gambling stuff. I'm not saying I was just lying about it, but you don't have to be overly. They're, but they're not telling yeah. the truth. And But <laughs> but that's fine. Like, I don't care personally. Same. Because I expect it. I've never right. met a coach who. You, I mean, you're talking to two guys. Remember the Dan McCarney, John Davis? Oh, man. Do story? I? I thought I was, my career was over. Yeah. Well, let's. Tell the story. Yeah, we could tell the story. So you're a better storyteller than me. Yeah. So this, I think, it was spring ball, right? Yeah, it was spring football was, when they used to let the media. In. Yeah. So Chris, Chris had was like six months into the duties at Cyclone, the, the <laughs> artist formerly known as CycloneNation.com, and which is now like a part of the two four seven site. It, I think it got like absorbed by. I think two four seven bot scout. That I things think. had so many iterations. Yeah. Um, but so I was. One of Chris's first hires was me, which was really unfortunate. Um, so I was covering spring practice, and I well, we were juniors at the Did time. Did Narcissus ever pay you? 
Uh, it was a, that's a, that's another issue. <laughs> no, I mean some. Okay, there's good. some I'm, outstanding I'm, payments. I'm there glad that you got something out of that. Forgiven, but uh, I was just having a spring practice, and I'm there covering it. And they back then they let you go to the practice. This doesn't happen now. Like now they have a. Uh, 30 minute window for the media for like the first practice and everything else yeah. is closed off. Well, Dan, Dan was like, yeah, feel free. Come around, you know, you can watch and then ask us questions afterwards. And uh, John Davis very clearly in the practice <laughs> tears his Achilles. And it was as obvious. I mean, that's one of the more obvious injuries you yeah. can, you can have. And so I noted that. And I asked Dan about it. I don't even know if I asked Dan about it, but in my notes of this practice, yeah. I said and it appeared. Which John, were very good. John Davis was carted off with the, with, a, with an apparent Achilles injury. Yeah. And uh, that was a big no-no, apparently. Oh, my God. So, yeah, that night, I remember I'm at your apartment. I get a call um, from... Just a couple hacks. Yeah, I get a call from one of the, like, staffers at Iowa State just livid, like, cussing at me. Um. I called Dan and we hashed it out and it was fine. But that was the first like eye opening experience. Like it's like to me, like at that time in our careers, we're like, well, we're here. Yeah, that's news. The guy, you know, like, guy th- we, it off. we literally have people paying us for information on the cyclones and you're letting us good. in here. I was like, I'm glad I'm here for yeah. this. So this you're gonna, you want us to just ignore yep. what we've seen. Yep. So I agree. Um, it's good, good education by fire. Yeah. Well, so then it would have been, I think, the next year. It was before Max last year, before he got fired. And I was on that TV show with Dason Miller. Yeah. The Cyhawk Talk. It's State of the Nations or So something. they brought, like, me on yeah. to be, like, the Cyclone, like, insider. And they I, I don't know if it was, like, Rob Howe or whoever. They had, like, a Hawkeye guy on. I think it was John. Maybe John just did it. Yeah. And they were just trying to give me exposure or whatever. Yeah. I don't even know. But I think we so. went we went through it was the season preview which was always a really good show. The Mediacom guys did a really good job of yep. producing that. Well, we gave like picks on the season and we all picked Iowa State that year to be like I mean, I was by far the most optimistic at like 5 wins. Okay. They were like 3, 4 wins, like whatever. And I'll never forget. It's a fall camp, like in you know, media is all around, and and Dan McCarney is like, oh, ah, no. ah, this is their like post practice oh, yeah. speech. He's he, trying to get him fired up. This is where, if you're around Mac, <laughs> this is where he he uses the phrase slap dicks all the time. <laughs> Quit being slap dicks out there. But he goes, I'm watching the TV the other night, and these three fat mother effers <laughs> picked you, and I'm like, hey, Mac, I'm right, right here, here, dude. I am in shape. <laughs> I yeah, take grievance that, with that. At that point, I was like probably like 160 pounds. No, you can call me that now. Forgot about that. Oh my god, it was so funny. And like the best. the best part was all the other media guys like looked at me like he just called you a fat mother effer, and I'm like, yeah, well. So but anyways, Mac, but then Mac would be your best friend after. Oh like he yeah, was, yeah, he, uh, Chris, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, uh, well, he, he still is staring. the best. I, oh, I love McCarney, man. He's but he the, would. He so, would literally, he would pay for, from what I understand, for the media. He'd have, like, a party for the media after the season. Yeah, and, like, he he was the reason Chiswick had such a hard time. Correct. Because we were all used to, like, you go in there and just bullshit with Mac for hours. Yep. 
Like, you go in there, and he's asking about your mom and dad, and, like, you know, how's school going? This is when I was still a student, and, you know, and I had friends on the team. He knew he knew that I lived with a couple of players, so he, I, I think, was a little bit gun-shy about talking to me in the first, whatever. Yeah. But then Chiswick comes, and, yeah. and, like, I remember, like, asking, I was like, I want a one-on-one with Gene, I just want to get to know him. Cause at this point, you know, you're, you cover recruiting. I'm, I'm working for a recruiting service. Yep. I have to get information. Right. And Gene was super nice. Like it was very military military. Yeah. Chris, uh, we'll do whatever we can to help you. Um, thanks for your time. And literally That's kicked it. me out of his office in two minutes. <laughs> one more Mac. Yeah. We, one more. Nugget. I love it. Uh, if you're the, so the Applebee's coaches show mm-hmm. was every Monday night. And the That'd be I mean, good to go Mac, back to Apple. Mac, Mac was awesome at those, but his secret weapon. I don't think he'll mind me sharing this, but he would get a he because I a couple times I engineered. He'd get a plastic cup, oh. and so nobody nobody knew oh, yeah. what was in the plastic cup. But he had a little uh, he had a little <laughs> special special toddy in there while he was doing that. Which which you to do those shows sometimes you need one of those. So here's a roadie we need to do. I don't know if. Most Iowa State fans even know this, but Otzelberger brings Mac in once yeah. a year to speak to his teams. He's been doing it since he was at South Dakota State. And some year we need to go down to Vegas when oh, Mac's going to be there. Because he we, stays at TJ's house and like we could just hang out around the pool with Mac. Can we do a... Could we do a long-form podcast with Mac? Oh, yeah. Mac would be all about it. He'd think, I think it's that'd awesome. be great now. Why don't we do that enough. now for the summer series? I'm, we have a couple more that we need to knock you can, out. You can call them, right? We yeah. get that hooked up. I think that'd be great. Rob to, Gray and Mac are like best buddies. I would love to talk about um, just how we got Iowa State off the mat. Do you want to bring up the John Davis thing? He won't remember that. I Sure, why not? That's 15 years ago. He So when, when his North Texas team went to Kinnick, yep. was right when I was starting at KXNO. And I texted Mac, and I was like, hey, I'm on Des Moines Radio now. Would you come on? And I, and he did. And one of the first things he said in the interview was how I used to be wet between the years. <laughs> <laughs> he's totally great. True. He's, he's great. still around the football program, the current staff, quite a bit. The too, Mean so. Green? No, uh, the Iowa State. Camp. Oh, yeah. yeah they, they, get along, they get along well. Oh, let's they see love what, him. If we could hook up with Mac, that would make my year. What I we saw need to him, do. No, I saw him. This dawns on me because I was I was feeling good uh, at the Alamo Bowl the night before the game. I ran into Mac. Oh wow! I've got a picture. Nice. Um, Beautiful. I, yeah. So I, it was a good time. <sighs> That's fantastic. Okay, All so. right. Um, thanks to our friends at Gravitate Coworking. Gravitate Coworking, and I I love Jeff Wood, the guy who runs this show. He is. I have a feeling this business is about to take off when this pandemic starts to clear and we get the vaccine and all that stuff's coming, people want to get the hell out of their house. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of these workplaces that are not going to bring people back. And here's the other thing that's going to happen. And I saw a thing in the Wall Street Journal today. Oh, big shot. That's, well, some of these tech companies, they're going to hire nationwide, and you're not necessarily going to have to work in the Bay Area to work for these places. This would be a this great a good place, place to work. Yeah. I mean, if you're a one-off, you still need an office space. I might, I might really consider this when the winter comes. I'm losing my mind. 
down here in this cave, which I love it. It's great. I got my dog next to me all the time. I went to uh, my office on campus three days this week, and you, you're totally more productive when you're in office. Oh. I, I, feel, I firmly believe that. Well, this is a nice office for it me, is. but when I've got when a five-year-old. That's and, the yeah. distraction issue. Yeah, and, you know, Mr. Daddy, you know, you know how that goes. Regardless, um, Gravitate Coworking, they've got offices in the following locations. Uh, down there on Locust Avenue, uh, downtown Des Moines, in Windsor Heights, over on University Avenue, and then uh, opening one in Jefferson, which is really cool. That's I'm, awesome. I'm really uh, happy about that, paying some attention to rural Iowa. I like Jefferson. I go there to the casino for broadcast quite a bit for it's KXNO. Happening a little place in Greene County. It's Yeah, it's a cool it's a cool spot. Uh, GravitateCoworking.com. Uh, you can check them out for more. Um, they've got all the safety precautions and all that. Uh, Cyclone Fanatic, uh, Williams and Bloom, uh, Sunday Night Podcast, the Quarantine Podcast. Somebody uh, suggest suggested the fifth quarter. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Is that because we're on. always sipping on the Cody Road? Yeah, like at the fifth of a drink. Just like that. I tell you what, those guys... That um, the Manhattan and old fashioned that come in the bottle, game changer. That was a good fixed beverage for me last <laughs> night. Yeah, Hold myself up. Is that what you had last night? An old fashioned last night. Hit good the for spot. Hit spot. I uh, I did have a glass of Cody Road, but that was after I had a punkachino. Excuse me. A punkachino, pumpkin stout. Okay. It's coffee mixed with uh, I pumpkin. Thought st- I thought you swung by like caribou and got a coffee. Like no, a punkachino. It's a Elysian Brewing. Yeah, I think they're owned by Anheuser Busch, but they they make the best. Uh, them and O'Fallon's. I mean, when you when you're looking for a good are pumpkin you, beer, you are can't you go coming wrong. out with the pumpkin beer ratings. Is that? Yeah, happening? yeah. I'll come out with. To be honest with you, Brent, I've just been so. I'm I'm just speaking from like the heart here. I. I don't even like have time to. <laughs> I it, hear you. I mean, the, 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 the pumpkin beer ratings is an extras <laughs> at this point. The pumpkin beer power ratings have kind of taken a backseat. Well, a little you're, bit. You're you're you're, you're playing a company guy plus <laughs> dad plus. It's been brutal. Radio guy. It's yeah. been brutal. Like I'm I'm ready for this. Pardon my French. Goddamn pandemic. <laughs> Uh, to be behind us. Uh, Red River shootout yesterday. I, I'm going to come out and say it right now, and I'm not saying it because he's. I'm openly friends with him. Uh, Tom Herman should – they don't want to fire him. Well, who's next? I mean, That's my point. Like, I'm, I'm if watching – If you get Urban, the, if you get Urban, okay. That's yeah. about it. Or if, like, Nick Saban's like, hey. I'm in. Okay. Yeah. But, like, if you're going to do it to hire the next Charlie Strong or no. – and and I'm not even saying this is like a like he has not done a good job. He's like 26 and 18. No, he's there. definitely not. So like I'm not. Here's the one thing I'm learning: the older I get covering college football, um, the more I spend time with the Matt Campbells of the world, the um, believe it or not, the TJ Otzelbergers of the world. The guy's a genius when it comes to like job selection, in my opinion, guys. Um, Look around, like the continuity is big these days. Oh, is it? It's a really big deal. And like, look at Florida State. 
and Great and example. I think I think Mark no- Mike Norvell is a really good coach. In fact, like if Matt would have left, if he would have taken that Browns job or the Jets or whatever, he would have been on your. That would have been a guy. List. I would have been like, yes. get him. Yeah. Um, he'll, he'll win there eventually. Climbing would have been that way for me too. I was always a big climbing guy. I even yeah. when they yeah. hired Matt, he was a guy I really had circled. Um, but my point is, man, like I just think because that's the. That's the thing now. Tom Herman needs to be fired, and maybe so, you know. And if you're whoever the Texas AD is anymore, DeConte is he's Del Con- still- Yeah, he's the old TCU guy. Yep. And if you're going to lose enough dollars and donations, and in this time of year, maybe you maybe you have to. But Bloom, I just I'm starting to the evolution of who I am, perhaps really value continuity, and. Like you said, if you're not going to knock it out of the park and you know, if Dabo's like, hey, I'll come. Yeah, Dabo's, yep. <laughs> There's like a list of like six guys. You know what I'm saying? Totally. But like, I mean, look at even like Michigan and Jim Harbaugh. Like, to me, that would be insane if people would be like, let's fire him. Right. You know? Same. Yeah. Like, okay. So that's okay. I'm, I'll, but what's next? Right. And like, to me, this Texas deal, I mean, they've given their – when Tom fired the coordinators, that's waving the white flag. You can't blow the whole thing up four games later. No, they're going to let them play it out I mean, yeah, for sure. But but I th- also think you can't exp- – if you keep changing coordinators too, that doesn't that work either. That hurts just yeah, as bad. It's, just, it's the same concept. I think Chris Ash is very good, and he'll do well there – Eventually, I mean, they basically have a similar staff to what Ohio State did when they won the national championship in whatever, 2013. Like, these guys can coach. Again, with Texas, though, you watch that game, it's just, just dumb plays. Just so many dumb plays. And that's why it's so impressive what Saban has done and then Dabo to a, a you know similar extent is they get talented guys, but then they get those talented guys to play hard. And that's the most difficult thing to do in college football. You can get a four or five star, but if they don't want to play hard, or if they're making mental mistakes, then you're in trouble. And I, I always go back to Jeff Woody. I mean, has a bunch of stories and memories of when he was a player. Of He's like, sometimes you'd play Texas, you just plan on them running the wrong way on defense. Because they just, for whatever reason, some of those guys, just because they've gotten by by talent for forever... You know, when it came to being disciplined and everything, they just didn't do it. And you saw that again with that Oklahoma-Texas game. And and I don't know if I was right, but that was one of my theories that I ran by before the pandemic year. Yeah. Is that I would rather be a developmental program. Look, look at the teams rising to the top in the Big 12. Yeah. And I wonder, too, if, like, you're, you know, if you're a handicapper out there, you're, you, and will that be the case in the Big 10? You know, well, isn't Iowa a better bet this year than a... Um, Michigan even, you yeah. know, like I, 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 I don't know. Well, and the other f- part is comes back to that whole Campbell's not releasing any info about the injuries. I don't know if they'll ever come out with storage before the Louisiana game, but there was, there was, well, dozens of guys that did not practice. That's another speed. reason you should be a premium insider at cyclonefanatic.com. <laughs> Maybe you'll I, have that information. I, it's, but again, it's just one of those things where you don't know. Who's not practicing due uh, to COVID? I'll put crazy. it in the three dozens. 
I think that's probably fair. But so everyone's like, what happened in that Louisiana game? It's like, there's, it was weird. It was a strange game for a lot of reasons. And you almost, you want to have it back now. Because if Iowa State wins that game, you're in a top 10 matchup with Oklahoma State in two weeks, which, but it didn't. And I think Brees Hall said after the game in our Cyclone Radio Network interview that they needed that wake-up call. Yeah. So, you know, it is what it is, and Iowa State learned from it. But, again, this COVID season is going to be so strange in a lot of ways. There's more uh, twists and turns coming. I, uh, real quick, um, I sat in the stands yesterday, and I, I wanted to thank you. You're the one who convinced me to go. I've been avoiding Jack Trey Stadium at all costs. I'm, I tend to... Uh, I hate the unknown. Like it's an anxiety thing for me. <laughs> I didn't want to see that yep. place. Yep. Um, it's why I've really, I, I literally, it's nine Oh eight. I just flipped on the Vikings game. Um, it just doesn't feel right to me. I can watch these games on TV for what I can't with the Vikings. I can't watch the Vikings with no fans. Yeah. They're on the road tonight. So it's not as big of a deal, Loser. but it genuinely Brent hurts me. Like it, I had so much fun yesterday. Good. That was as much fun for three hours as I've had in eight months. I took my daughter and my, my father-in-law and then uh, Barry from the Dallas-Fort Worth yep, Cyclones awesome Club guy. sat with us and we had a, we had so much fun. And I, um, I'm writing a little bit about this for Monday Musings, but man, like you talk about 15,000 awesome fans. Right. Like that place, it is. You could kind of lose yourself to make it feel That was a better a while, atmosphere right? than some full Jack really Trices yeah. that I've been to. Yep. And people were hanging on every play. Um, it, it was really cool. Of course, it helped that Iowa State was winning. Sure. But I don't know. I, I, I almost did, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what's wrong with me, man. But, like, I'm getting old and, like, emotional. And, like, sure. I, I literally had, like, the lump in the back of my throat at one point yesterday and I think it was because my daughter um she's five she doesn't understand football she doesn't care uh she was on her iPad for half the game <laughs> but she you know what she thought the coolest thing was yesterday I'm sorry I'm actually getting choked up talking about this but she thought it was so cool when they do that's another cyclone first half yeah and I'm like honey it's usually not like this. <laughs> There's a lot of first downs. <laughs> she kept thinking like every five minutes, she, every, <laughs> every two minutes, it's like, man, these cyclones get a lot of first downs. <laughs> but we had so much fun together. And I will say the 15,000 is great when you're taking a five-year-old. Yeah. Because you don't have drunks. You don't All have. Around. You can, you can like, space out a little Spread out. Bit. She was yeah. like, she had her head on her grandpa and her feet on me That's playing so her cool. iPad during the game. But man, I didn't feel a void. Um, I felt the void when I went up into the press box. That was weird. Right. Yeah. That was you, super you get used weird. to it, but it's it's weird. Yeah, I did not enjoy that aspect of yeah. it with everybody masked up, up like six just, feet apart yeah, and you can't really talk and to I, anybody. Iowa State's, by the way, doing a phenomenal job with that. Yes. I got pissed last week. Your dad actually texted me about this. <laughs> about the call on the radio show on Monday. I don't oh, know if you heard I it. did. There was a sweet lady. Yeah. Genuinely, I mean, I find her. Uh, I don't know her. I'm guessing very, uh, very liberal. I'm guessing she's very polarized. And she she's a Cyclone fan. She was concerned about the Purdy's. The Purdy's not having a mask yeah. on TV. I was not upset with her call. Yeah. I w she was concerned. I had a lot of people being like, oh, that's a Hawk fan who's being a troll. No, 
this is a woman who's concerned about the virus. I'm not going to mock her. Yep. What pissed me off was I knew what it would do to the show. Right. And it did. And we didn't talk about the football game. We talked about, um, you know, a five-second cutaway where Brock Purdy's sister was eating popcorn on TV. Yep. Um, I will say this now. This is one of the reasons I wanted to sit in the stands other Good than call. taking my daughter. I wanted to see it for myself. Brent, I did not see anybody for four hours. Wow. That was not taking the mask thing seriously. Awesome. Other than Cameron when she was eating Skittles in the second quarter. But I feel like that's, if you're eating, that's okay. Yeah, that, it's in the rules. Yeah. Rules, so Quote, unquote. That's good. I, I saw it today, and I could see how this would happen. The Ames police handed out some tailgating citations. Knock it off. It was 80 degrees. You know, wake up call for everybody. Knock that crap off so we can keep people. But, man, like, I I don't know what else you could do than Iowa State's doing right now. And that brings me to the Baylor thing. I, I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. Not surprising to me that that's the school that's having problems. But I also don't want to throw stones in a glass house because this virus is weird, Well, it man. just takes one. Yeah. I mean, it just takes one person to get in there, and then all heck can break loose really quickly. So let's hope that that's it. And they get it under control because one school, if you have only 10, has the power to derail everything. Um, and, you know, we joked about it during the summer a little bit. It was like, well, some of these schools have had this thing already run through the, 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 the teams in the locker room. And, you know, what Tech has had 65 cases or had it at one point, you know, when they reported in September. And so they probably will be okay going forward. But, you know, I, I know for a fact Iowa State has not had many. You know, they've had... Well, they're... Yeah, they're, they're releasing that. Yeah. So, if it if it gets in there, and it's, all it takes is a little bit, but those guys have stayed so disciplined. I don't think they've had a player-positive test in a month. Yeah. It's great, but uh, it just... But that's the... This Baylor thing, it's like... That's that dose of cold water that, you know, this pandemic's still sneaking right around the corner if you let it. This is the most complex season in Iowa yeah, State You know what? History. I caught myself today, and I shouldn't have done it, but I'm watching the Cowboys-Giants game, and I'm like, man, it'd be great to see a championship game there. They had, it looked like probably 30,000 people in there. I mean, there will be fans for that championship game. So I, I would guess that um, and that's going to be on the 19th by all accounts based on that Oklahoma State thing. But Means I, we can wear our Santa hats. I, yeah. I think Iowa State still got a shot. So they took care of business Saturday, and let's keep it going. Brent, I think... Um, I did you read my column on Friday? I did uh, where I do my power rankings. Yep. I think they're the best team in the Big Twelve. I I'm just going off of resume right now. Full disclosure: I'm really throwing Week One out. Nobody has a great win in Week One. If Oklahoma State had beaten Ohio State, sure, like yeah, I, they almost lost to Tulsa. Yeah. They weren't good in right. week one either. Right. And I'm pretty sure Louisiana would beat Tulsa. So, like, I'm just counting what we've seen in the Big 12. Oh, great. Dalvin Cook going off to the locker room. That's freaking awesome. Sorry. He's, this is what's running. No, they just. Oh, is he back now? I think he's back now. How I are love. They be, they're behind now. I love the Vikings so much. I hate their guts, to be honest with I, you. I feel like I should let you watch this so, so you can be. I think Iowa State's the best best team in the Big Twelve. You know, right I, now, what we've seen right now. I, I, have, I, I haven't State seen K State enough. Same wins. 
They they just grind you though. K State yeah. does, and they're our kryptonite. They are, they are, and they won. They won a really nice game on the road with a backup freshman quarterback who couldn't throw yesterday. But I think it's a little different when you're playing Iowa State than TCU, and TCU had all sorts of problems with Duggan yesterday. So I, I kind of chuckled at your Duggan's one A for the quarterback situation. Uh, certainly he didn't, not he didn't play well. Saturday. Certainly not yesterday. Yeah. But now again, I think this is the thing though. It's October 11th. This thing's going to have so many weird turns in the next two months that it's going to be hard to plan I, I, on anything. I will say this. Um, Max didn't look good. Cousins throws an interception. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And I could have that. I mean, come on. <laughs> Just a... We should looked at the halftime line. What was it? Well, it was 13 nothing Vikings. I imagine you had pretty oh, good value on the Seahawks. Crush the Seahawks in the <laughs> halftime line. Um... The Duggan, uh, oh, this is what I was going to say. The quarterback thing got weird this week with what Oklahoma did. And I'll say this, Ellinger ain't right. Something's off. I agree. His completion percentage is like 50% the last two weeks. Yeah, and he was just missing guys by not even feet, but like like way behind. So, I mean, I think now to redo that, Brock is one. Had a great game Saturday. Brock is one. I would still put Duggan at two. I mean, who else are you going to put there? Yeah. You can't put Brewer there. Um, you can't put Sanders there. You, I, I don't think, I, who would you rather have season, rest of the year, Ellender or Duggan? Both, they're very similar right now. Yeah. But I think one's ascending, and I think one yep, is. That's fair. Man. Everybody knows yeah. I'm a big Sam Ellender fan. Like, I don't, I think he's really good. But the Oklahoma kid got benched. Only to be brought back. back. Right. And I, I maintain he will win a Heisman Trophy at Oklahoma before it's all said and done. And then Oklahoma State's got uncertainty with them still. I'll be curious what they do. I mean, Sanders has not played since that Tulsa game. And now you have a full, that's over a month since he last played with Iowa State coming to town. Maybe they'll go with the what's true this, freshman. What's the point spread going to be in that game? Now we, I mean, we can realistically guess it now because well, no, we have no way to know. I'll say five. Oklahoma State. Yeah, four and a half, five. I'm just trying to think. What were they against West Virginia? Like seven, seven and a half. Yeah, eight. I'm gonna say closer to three. Okay. Vegas really likes Iowa. They State. do. They I do. Get yeah, those three power, to five. I get those power ratings from all the casinos every I, week. That's gonna be. That's a big time game. Win that one, and you're you're you are I mean, squarely I would in guess driver's seat. It doesn't come out to like Tuesday. The most of the ratings. I would guess that Iowa State, according to Las Vegas, is a top ten team of those participating right yes. now. Yeah, I think that's fair. The polls won't say that. Right. Well, there's there. Eight. There were eight teams that haven't played a game in the AP Top 25. The polls are a joke. What are we doing? I know. It's... I understand whatever, but it's like you're telling me that Minnesota should be ahead of Iowa State? Why? Why was Texas still ranked last week? Yeah. I mean, it, really. We were going to do our own poll, and I, you know, we, we kind of dropped the ball on that. You guys need to tweet at us and put some pressure on us if you want us to do our own poll. <laughs> I'm if, not ranking teams, not participating. Like I can only do that for two weeks. If we have enough people who want us to do our own poll, we will. But if it's just 
bunch of crap and you guys don't care, then I'm not going to worry about it. But hey, keep it, keep it rolling, my friend. All right, I'm going to work on getting Dan McCarney for us. Yes, please. That would be awesome. No I'm doubt sure about it. I'm sure he'd be all about it. Um, thank you, you guys. You've been awesome. Uh, the support we have received on this podcast and just throughout everything we're and I, I'll say this um, to toot our own horn bloom. I don't think our site's ever been better. Our publication. I, I think that more. we're from everything from the title nine ladies to they are awesome. Stansberry to Rob stuff to Jacqueline's freaking killing it on social media. And then the, your production values. From oh, the, Van Winkle. It's off the charts. Good. And then you got the great one-liners from Kevin Fitzpatrick and the picks column. <laughs> no, I'm really proud of the team. Yep. And uh, we appreciate it. Uh, you guys can still contribute on Patreon if you would like, and you get some extra goodies with that. Uh, it's not required. You get all this stuff for free. Uh, but if you go to cyclonefanatic.com, there's Patreon and there's premium. I get a lot of people ask me, what's the difference? Well, the difference is that the Patreon folks don't generally go on the forums. The forum folks are forum lurkers. That's what they do. Got and it. then we have a premium message board for those folks, and they don't have to. They don't have to see ads, which really isn't that big of a deal now because we have optimized the website so much where it's not that big of a deal like it used to be. So there you go. You didn't sell that very well. Well, I know, just but I'm just honest. being just honest be with honest. that. Well, I'm going to make money either way because if they see the ads, then we get paid pennies on the dollar compared to pre-COVID, but. You know, I'm just being honest. It's just wild uh, how far things have come in two months. So, um, been a wild all the time, way around. Man. Yeah, let's keep it. And and the Big Twelve <laughs> Championship game is scheduled to be two months from tomorrow. See you in Dallas. Right. See you in Dallas. I'll see you there, buddy. All right. He's Brent Bloom. I'm Chris Williams. Appreciate our friends at Mechdyne for bringing us tonight's podcast. Thank you all for listening. And, uh, hey, we'll be here next week. You might hear from Bloom and I before. I, we should probably knock out uh, a Suk Up special edition pod. Probably can't call it the Summer Series, but they understand. I talked to Rachel. I was like, we're a little behind, but we'll knock them out. We'll give you guys Let's some good that. content here during the bye week. All right, everybody. Have a good one.